welcome to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed confession of love, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed exposed ass, Nick Weiger. <laughs> and I'm self-proclaimed cute little robot dog, Manafadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast, Get Animated, where we are discussing the final two episodes of early 2000s mega-hit FLCL, or Foodie Cootie. That's right. To the the six episodes, but a a, a dense six episodes. A lot mm-hmm. to process here. You know, I, I try to watch everything for this podcast. I try to watch everything more than once if I can. But if for this show, it's been a necessity. Have I'm new to this show. I'm just like it's so disorienting trying to to track everything that's happening. And so if I release the pressure of trying to understand it all in one go, I find myself enjoying it more. I feel like. Having rewatched these last two episodes again, this series had more influence on me as a comedy writer than probably most comedy shows of that era. Like whether live action, Western, you know, non-American, any Mm -hmm. like I feel like the creative freedom of FLCL taught me as a writer that it was okay to basically do anything. I always thought you were more of like a King King of Queens person. I was like, oh, that's Heather's tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. I do like King of Queens. I came back from the <laughs> Netherlands for this. Not just for this. I mean, basically. You're going back like right after? There's nothing else fucking happening in my life. <laughs> well, okay, so that's that's a thing that I was thinking about, and I thinking about this era, the era this came about, and the reason, then that, and its popularity in the U.S. And it it aired on Adult Swim, yes? Yep. In 2003. So so this is the era of, like, what? Tim and Eric, Space Ghost, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, C-Lab. This is, like, the one one of the few outlets on TV for, like, random comedy, quote-unquote, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like, uh, the uh, the sort of absurdist comedy that you weren't certainly weren't seeing on on network television or even on most cable uh, sitcoms. And it was also the early ages of, like, I feel like... It's kind of the Iron Age of memes, not quite the Stone Age of memes, but pre like social media, pre YouTube. You I know? I feel like the I I don't feel like FLCL is quote. Can you do the voice? Random. Random. Thank you. I don't think it's quote the voice. Can I don't think it's quote random. I think it's more uninhibited. Like I I don't feel like it's <laughs> you know. Characters coming in and having an obsession with a specific word mm-hmm. uh-huh. or uh, or like I think a lot of random comedy of the early 2000s is cringe adjacent. Uh, this feels more like a character having like having the ability to have a gun in their head feels more like, oh, that is both that works both on a, a metaphoric level, but also on a visually arresting Mm-hmm. image like it's a, it's it's all the kinds of stuff it feels uncorked i yes i don't think it's the same as these shows and also a show like aqua teen hunger force you know i like the character designs but this is like a the it it doesn't have the, the same sort of motion it doesn't have the same sort of animation it's not of the same sort of budget it's meant to be sort of like you know uh, look a little bit janky and this show looks great uh and and but i do think that for a viewer who is like looking for some some sort of outlet who's like i have a different sensibility than other people and I, i'm looking for my own unique thing 
they could put it in the same sort of bucket. Or maybe they're watching things like Tim and Eric and Space Ghost (laughs) trying to find what they're looking for. Like trying to find and then and then and then Fudi Kuri is is in the same block of TV and it's like ah that's what I like you know mm. I do think one of the big failings of this show is failings that, is that Frylock's not in it oh yeah Frylock would be very funny in this yeah or Meatwad or you know the rest I wouldn't mind having Master Shake in there <laughs> I didn't watch that show oh uh, that's funny yeah I just uh Googled I, didn't, it? I, I didn't Google the names. <laughs> I am 30 or 40 years old. <laughs> That's the only line I remember. I watch the show a lot. Uh, I the missed rest it. of that line? I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of uh, Adult Swim. Uh, this was uh, the era of me being in a foreign country for the first time. Yes. So I was three years outside of the American pop culture bubble and came back, at, like, I came back after. Yeah. You know, like I, I had to catch up on like God of War. I had to be like, okay, yeah. What is? Wait, what's God of War? It's yeah. good. Like you're it, like, wait, 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 wait. They spun off this character from Everybody Loves Raymond, gave him his own show. <laughs> Again, I literally <laughs> have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I don't, I'm laughing because I Kevin James so, is a sitcom lead. I'm is that so correct? Far outside of. <laughs> Of this joke that I'm laughing at my like the I'm staring at like a total void without stars. Look, Raymond, everybody loves us. I don't know what we're doing. What is this? Kevin James appeared on that show as okay. Doug Heffernan, okay. his friend. Oh, okay. And they then spun he... him off, gave him his own show. Was he only in like one episode? He was on it not that much, honestly. But I think they were also like trying to figure out. I, I don't know how what? it came about, but maybe they were like, we got to get a Kevin James sitcom ASAP, probably. I think there's also a, yeah. a big element was, you know, this is this is not too long after Seinfeld and Jerry Stiller's breakout supporting character yes. on that. So they're like, oh, let's just make Jerry Stiller the father-in-law who lives with them. Yeah. And, he, and so it is kind of the everybody loves Raymond formula. It's like the parents are a little too close, except yeah. there it's like just a, just a, just a dad. But one of them's Jerry Stiller. And it's and Jerry Stiller and he's every doing single the full week. Jerry he's Stiller. So yeah. funny. Very funny. <laughs> Pat Oswalt's on it. He's funny. The show's good. Andy Kindler. Andy, yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. <laughs> I'll never watch it. <laughs> I don't know if it's all good, but I remember watching it as like a teenager and being like, what are they going to get into this week? What's going on? My arms are getting weary. <laughs> My legs are getting tight. <laughs> Sitting here in traffic on, on the, the Queensboro, Queensboro Bridge tonight. tonight. <laughs> it's good. I can guarantee you if you're in a hotel room you put one on, you would laugh at least one time. <laughs> What? Wait, which show? King of Queens. Oh, okay. There's an episode where Patton Oswalt doesn't it's have anything. Eyes to do. are getting weary. Back is getting tired. Okay. Uh, there's an episode of King of Queens where um, Patton Oswalt doesn't have anything to do, but he's in like every shot of the episode, and he's standing completely still the whole time. <laughs> it is so funny. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> he was just like, "This is bullshit. They're never going to tell me to do something, so I'm just going to stand in the background completely still the whole time." It's really funny. It's pretty good. Did you ever see that meme of someone? There's like, I just texted my girlfriend the lyrics to the uh, King of Queens song, the theme song, without any other context. And so no. like, the text is just, "My eyes are getting weary, my back is getting tight. I'm sitting here in traffic on the Queensboro Bridge tonight, but I don't care because all I want to do is cash my check and drive right home to you. Because maybe all my life I will be driving home to you." And her reply is just like, "Oh, that's so sweet." <laughs> <laughs> Can we do King of Queens next week? Nope.
Should we talk about maybe some other stuff before we get into these episodes? Yeah, I think so. It's about fucking time. Oh, shit. Ash. Hey, it's what have you been weaving? What we've been weaving. Matt Apodaca, I choose you. Okay, thank you. Um, You're and, welcome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been in the same room as Ash in a while, and it's- uh, What the fuck does that mean? No, it's just it's, I, I, I'm be- becoming reacclimated to your energy. Your real presence. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm a Pokemon master. No, yeah, yeah, that we can't be that. disputed. And I'm yeah. on the front lines weekly. On the front line of the war. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah, I just like there's so much going on. You could have meant anything. <laughs> I'm on the front lines of that ass. What the hell? <laughs> Whoa. The front lines. Uh, <laughs> uh, so last week, Heather, you said to me, you made a connection in my head that I didn't have before. Oh no, what ab- was it about? Um, about Weezer and Evangelion, oh. possibly uh, being uh, referenced in a Weezer song, and. I went home that day and I thought about that a lot. <laughs> and like, I was like, truly was just like, wow, that was such an, I, I had can't never put that together. I never would have put it together had I not heard that or had, had, had I not seen that show, never would have uh, come across my desk. But then I remembered a different album that is Weezer adjacent, but Rivers Cuomo has a, a Japanese language band. What? And it's him and this other guy, Scott, and their name is Scott and Rivers. And I forgot about this album, and I was listening to it, uh, and it's really good. Um, and yeah, they sing in Japanese. And I shit. So I brought a, I brought some of it uh, here, and I'm going to share it right now. Wow. Uh, this song is called "Homely Girl." kind of just sounds like a Weezer song at first. You're like, okay, this is pretty normal. Or what I'm used to, rather. They're singing in Japanese. It's pretty fucking cool. It sounds like an anime theme song. Yeah. And then the, the chorus is in English and it's coming up right here, but it's worth hearing, I think. I don't know why they did this. Uh, I know that Rivers has like a, an affinity for uh, the Japanese culture uh, and is appreciative of the the arts therein um but i listened to this whole album it's really good wow hey. i really i really liked it and uh that's great that song is a a standout uh from the album but they have two albums together and uh, yeah, i yeah i completely forgot about that side of um uh uh that's something else that rivers does uh so uh, that's i wanted to share that with you guys that's great yeah very cool but that's it that's otherwise that's it for me Nick. I was waiting for this moment. I choose you. Wow. Thanks, Ash. You're welcome. I have two things to talk about. Oh, fuck yeah. Here we go. Well, I mean, don't get your expectations up too high. I don't with you. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? What do you say to that? I got nothing. <laughs> Ash fucking stuffed me at the rim. <laughs> 
All right, so Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 continues on. I've really come to like this season, which started off, uh, you know, a little bit just just un- unusual. It, we went back in time, and I talked about this recently, but it, it just kind of had a, a, an interesting launching point, and then where it's ended up I think is really compelling. Uh, the the past few episodes have centered around one of the sorcerers, Mekamaru, and his whole thing is that he can... Uh, puppet matter and primarily that's through like you know he he himself is like in a fucking tub um, but he can project himself so he's like controlling like a robot a lot of the times anyway this heightens to the point where it's just a full-on evangelion episode this most recent one and he's just basically in an eva that he's created um, that he's puppeting uh, and it you know has like the has the references is to the point of it like yelling um uh, in, in, in Evangelion style, so it's 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 pretty overt in terms of uh, honoring the 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 thing that's inspired it. Uh, but it is it is a lot of fun. It kind of has just like a it has a really good emotional payoff. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. I'm going to keep tracking that. I also watched the two most recent episodes that came out of since we recorded last of Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. It's interesting. There's a bit of a tonal shift for a show that's been like so far. I think I've characterized this in the past as like gloriously stupid, and the past two episodes have been a little bit more of a. I don't know. They've just been a little bit more emotional than I anticipated for the show, and like, a, like honestly, kind of a bummer in some sense. Mm. What ends up happening is that the protagonist Akira he gets to a. Uh, he find he stumbles upon a compound or is actually trapped. Like he he ends up in you know like they they their car is de- uh, is is disabled and they have a, a you know they lay down those what do they call those things caltrops they lay down some caltrops and like mm-hmm. pop their tires and a, a bus of um, uh, people stops them and he effectively is imprisoned and enslaved in this camp by his old corporate boss, who's now like the kind of this warlord in the zombie apocalypse. Um, and he is, is, you know, effectively emotionally manipulated into being the same subservient employee that he was in the corporate world. And so it's a lot of it is dealing with that. A lot of him like having to do manual labor and just being like kind of subjugated mm-hmm. um, and humiliated. And it it's just it's it's got some fun moments, but it is like a little bit of a darker tone than the rest of the show has been so far. And there's another episode that also deals with the backstory of the female lead. And how she had like kind of this domineering father who was like you know solely focused on work and uh, and and just try to to drill into her the idea that the only thing that matters is success. So, uh, I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I still like the show, but I just was kind of hoping for a little bit less of that. I guess, I, you yeah. know, what I mean, like you kind of start something that's like, oh, this is a fun little journey, and then uh, it goes in this direction where it's a little bit more serious and. I don't know. It just it just kind of uh, messed with my expectations of what to expect on the show so far. But messed with my expectations of what to expect. Good going, Weiger. Mm. Um, it's kind of messed with my expectations so far. And so the that said, I'm going to keep watching this thing because I think it looks really cool. And I don't know. It's just an interesting take on zombie shit, which has gotten so well worn. But I I, I think there's a novel take. So, yep, that's it. That's what I've been weaving. Heather, how about you? Um. Okay, so I'm still continuing my trek through Vinland Saga Season 2. And I'm wondering if what I'm about to say is weeb adjacent enough to include it in this portion, this segment. Hmm. Which is that I am taking a college course wow. now. 
on Viking history. Wow. Wow. Uh, from uh, this woman, Terry Barnes. She's a professor at, I think, Portland State University and uh, maybe another, like a community college up there. Um, but I found it while reading about, while, while, while giving into my Viking madness and reading about Vinland Saga stuff. And I was like, you know, I can... I could mainline this shit. I could take a fucking college course. So I signed up, you know, paid money to take school yeah. for the first time in literally since college, got my reading list, and the first page of the reading list is 34 books. Oh, Jesus. That's a lot like, of books. Oh, shit. But it's like, oh, if you like this, read more like this. Uh, and and one of the books is the book that I'm currently reading, uh, The Children of Ash and Elm um, by, I think, David Price might be his name. I don't know. Um, but anyway. Um, Does it have anything to do with Ash Ketchum? Watch your fucking mouth. Professor Elm from one of the future. Uh, from not- Yeah, it's Viking. It, yeah, everything, everything in the game is a reference yeah. to Viking shit. So wow. Neil it's, Price. Neil it's Price. Neil, yeah, Neil Price. Um, anyway, the. Get to do homework? I don't know yet. So I missed <laughs> I missed the first week of class because mm-hmm. I didn't even know that this was a thing that I could do. Slacker. So I No, I signed up. <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite of a slacker because I'm making up class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like doubling class for a week. Yeah. Um but after I had signed up and like started it's a really robust reading list. It's really satisfying. It's a, it's a great class. Yeah. Uh after I, I texted my friend and I was like, yo, dude, I'm taking a Viking class. And she's like, LOL. And I'm like, LOL. And then- uh, <laughs> That's pretty fun. She's like, that is fun. What's, what's, his, uh, what's his woman's name? And I was like, oh, it's Terry Barnes. And she looked her up on YouTube, which I'd never done. Yeah. And she has a, a, a YouTube channel where she's cosplaying. So uh, we've looped around. Cool. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, she's like a cosplaying medieval chef. And Fun. does like medieval recipes, and I'm like, that feels weeb adjacent. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's that's very tight. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing that. And I, I guess it didn't occur cool. to me that you can like just like take a class. Yeah, you can take a class. I take classes all the time, baby. Wow, I love it. Continuing education. It's what great. All about. It's fucking great. Mm. Gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. Learn new skills. New knowledge. What kind of skills have you learned in a class, Nick? <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> he like ripped his own ass off. Uh, I, I keep a list of of like all the the media. This is the thing I started doing. I keep a list of all the media I consume in a given year in different given category. And wow! I've I've um. Oh, I've wow! Read, I read twenty five books this year. Which, that's not bad. But no, that's that's great. More dude. books than I've read in four years. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if I read like like 34 books is probably about what I'm on pace for for the whole year. And if like just thinking of if all those books are about Vikings, like, <laughs> where my brain would be. <laughs> your hair, your hair would be longer. You'd have a yeah. big beard, probably. I well, I love it. It's it's really satisfying. That's it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do that until my next, uh, Gunpla model arrives and then I can talk about that on the show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. All right. Let's talk about Foodie Cootie, FLCL. Uh, I want to, I want to start by saying like, look, I look at, I look at fandom wikis a lot for honestly, everything that we've covered on this, on Get Animated. 
I fucking hate I fandom the website. Like yeah. I love I love fandom wikis in terms of the content, but it's just like what the fucking Wikipedia is so what the internet was supposed to be, and then the fandom wiki is what the what the what corporations have turned the internet into. It's just fucking loaded with ads. It's so annoying and cluttered. Um and uh and it's a thing that like all the people making this content are working for free. Yeah. And just someone is profiting off of just like having the web space. I I wish that there was and I guess, you know, I have have ad blockers installed on every fucking device Mm -hmm. I have. Uh, But I wish that there was a tier of internet, and I'm sure that the the Silicon Valley bros would would drool hearing this. I wish there was a tier of internet where I would pay a flat fee at the beginning of the month and never see an ad ever again. Mm. Like, across the board. Everything was... And you can click the reader tab on uh on like safari and get basically a stripped down version of any website and that has just become habitual yeah. and you can get around certain uh paywalls yeah. for reading things as well but i i would i would pay 5.99 a month which has to be the value of my eyeballs on all these ads to yeah. never fucking see an ad ever again. Yeah, who fuck? I I, I don't know. I mean, I, w- I wish that that existed because like yeah, i i feel like there are Certain platforms where you can pay to go ad free, but other ones where you can't. Like you can go ad free on YouTube if you pay for it. You pay for the subscription, and I actually do because it's just like I look at YouTube enough where like I, it's worth not having to watch some fucking two minute unskippable ad. They the gotta. That's that is a true like. I paid for YouTube for a little bit, but then I was just like, this is eleven dollars. It's too much. It costs yes. too much. It's money. too much. You can bundle that though with yeah. all the other like if you get. Apple One and Google One, then you get all that shit all okay, taken care yeah, of at yeah, once. Yeah. And you can get, oh, I've got fitness, Apple Fitness and Apple right. TV Plus. Maybe and, I'll do that because yeah. it's like, I just for YouTube, and I, like, I, don't, I don't watch enough YouTube, I think, where uh, having it would be like a thing that I need. But I guess I do use YouTube a lot. Business expensive. the shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should yeah. make a... Get played, get animated business account that then signs us all up for a sign in, so oh, that we can uh, watch this stuff ad free. I like that. Uh, I was going to say that the I do like that. <laughs> yeah, it's no, I, I was it's laughing at idea. you being like what I was going to say because <laughs> I feel like you were like, "Hey, get in the car," and we all went to the park. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 what I was, what I, where I was going with this is that it's that that does exist for certain sites, but there are also platforms where that's impossible by design. Like you can't pay for an ad-free version of Instagram. You can't pay for any no. meta plat. No, on any meta platform, there's no way to go ad-free. The whole their whole business model is just making you soak in ads. And honestly, the same thing with like search engines. You can't find. I guess that you could go to a search engine like DuckDuckGo. You know, you could go to like a, uh, I don't want to call it like a like a second tier, but like a less well known uh, search engine. You can have that be. But if you're using something like Google or Bing, you're getting ads. That's the whole point of it. What's also frustrating about that is that I thought if I gave these companies all of my data, that within five years every ad would be interesting to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that I'd be like, oh shit. It can tell that I'm searching for Viking stuff all the time. Here's a website for uh, w- something I discovered this week is that you can purchase Viking coins, like real ones, <laughs> and they are not as <laughs> as expensive as they should be given that you're like, like you can hear Indiana yeah. Jones's voice in your head screaming, right. they belong in a museum. <laughs> uh, like you can buy, like why isn't that an ad being serviced to me because I'm looking up 
Viking history? Like, why isn't why isn't every ad that is on Google about the Chainsaw Man collaboration at Uniqlo? Yeah. Like, why am why am I suffering through for ads for shit that I would literally never purchase? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Fandom Wiki right now. Why am I getting an ad for a Crunchy Roll? Oh wait, is is that a joke? No, I actually am getting an ad for Crunchy Roll. Right, but why are you laughing? Because isn't that a? This is the first time where I, I sort of like know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> we should do a live show at some point so that the fans Why? Can... So we can watch them not have fun in person? <laughs> <laughs> watch a bunch of miserable people? I spent money. I'm just- They'd eat it up. Oh, yeah. It would be fun. We should. Um, but why don't we get into these, uh, these episodes here? Yes, what do you that's say? right. Uh, sorry, we're starting with episode five. Brittle Bullet is the uh, English translation. The John Woo episode of FLCL. Uh, yeah, the, the Bura Bure, I think. Bura Bure. Bura Bure. This one is. I mean, we'll get into it. So we start with uh, Naota and Haruko, and they're playing with guns. Uh, and then it cuts to uh, a gunshot in a movie that Naota and Grandpa are watching, which honestly. Worked and did scare me. <laughs> I thought that we watched Nota shoot a man. <laughs> uh, but then uh, the dad crashes into the wall, and his pants are like hanging around his ass. Basically, his ass is out. Yeah, they're getting a lot, a lot of butts in this episode. Yeah, and uh, Haruko uh, is shooting at him from afar, and it, there's like a like a spring-loaded boxing glove coming out of her I think, bathing suit area. So I think that this episode is loaded with references more than most episodes. Mm. Because a lot of, like, I know that that boxing glove still frame moment is from something. Mm. And it might be, it might be from Lupin. Uh, mm. which is also all of the references where the dad's like, do you like the red jacket or the blue jacket, the red jacket or the blue jacket works as a double metaphor for, do you like Conti when he's red or blue? Uh-huh. And then also works as a reference to Lupin. But I feel like this is this episode more than any other one. Like I get all the John Woo stuff, mm-hmm. but the Lupin stuff blows right past me. It is yeah. a huge. Blind I would never spot. have got that. Yeah, yeah, I really only know. <clears throat> I really only know the Castle of Cagliostro, which I've seen, you know, a, a few times. Um, uh, but you know, that's like the the Miyazaki directed Lupin, and so it's like its own thing. But that's what they reference that in here because they're, they're like you have the, you got the green jacket like Castle of Cagliostro. Oh yeah, maybe it's green. I don't yeah. fucking remember. I don't. Know. Whatever color it is. Whatever. Uh, but so yeah, there's a boxing glove coming out of uh, Haruko and her uh, vagina. Yeah, her 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 vagina. Um, her. No, I'm not gonna do it. Um, vagina, vagina. There it is. <laughs> uh, and then so uh, Naota gets mad and then runs up on Haruko, and then she's like messing with the cat, but she's like saying all this stuff to the cat. She's wearing like a towel, so you kind of see her ass. Um, you fully see her ass yeah. at some point. Yeah. yeah, you do see. You yeah, you see it. Um, but she's saying you stuff. See all to, of it. You see the whole thing, and <laughs> you he's she's saying stuff to the cat like. What you think? I have personal feelings for him. The reason, and she's talking about like the, why the mission's delayed, uh, and then she's like, "Damn, the connection went dead." But like, what's happening there? Like, is, she, so she, the cat yeah, is, is like a, a walkie-talkie. Okay, yeah, to her bosses. Okay, uh, wherever it is, whoever it is, she's working for to yes. get this power. Um, 
and that's why she's always talking to the cat. Okay, yeah. Uh, but she's talking about maybe about no- you're supposed to it think she's talking like about Nota. Yeah. Yes. Um. It, it definitely okay. sounds like that. But then, yeah, given yeah. context we get later, um, it might not be the case. Um, and so. Uh, Naota is sort of just like, could you like put some clothes on? Like you're just wearing this like towel, and then she like puts on like an Elvis costume, which is kind of fun, and she starts kind of like acting like Elvis, and then um, it cuts kind of back and forth between that and uh, Haruko like violently like shooting Naota. <laughs> this episode is really crazy. Um, a lot going on, and then she's like, oh, like yeah, you should dress like a rock star. Girls like rock stars. Like you should do that. Um, and then uh, at one point she's like straddling him and then her whole ass is out, uh, all of it, the whole thing. And her two hams. Her two, <laughs> her hams are out. And uh, yeah, she's all like, I should teach you how to be a man. And uh, Nota's like, like, you'd know. And then this animation thing happens that I like didn't understand. And I was like, are, is this like a, like what? Cause there's like two arrows kind of. I was like, is this like a, like it's like going in kind of thing. I believe I believe that that the arrows were the action of the gun handle in the back of his head pushing down against the bed. I okay. to force him up. Yes. Uh towards her. Cuz if one was going up and one was going down, I'd sort of be like what's going on? This is kind of gross. It's kind of a though it's I think it's intended as like kind of a visual double entendre. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um but then she kisses him on the mouth and then um uh, like a big metal like leg or whatever I, don't, I couldn't really tell what it was like comes out of the back of his head and then it cuts away to like some kissing sounds and uh she's like oh takun and then he's like it's the horn the horn <laughs> so this so the show is just haruko prov- trying to provoke adult reaction it's all about like yeah. is he an adult or is he a kid right and the sort of uh confusing gray area when you're in between those states mm-hmm. uh which i think when this show came out adulthood was age 14 in japan hmm. so like 12 to us seems like full childhood right yeah and it is mm-hmm. but maybe cuz i think that the you know, the age of adulthood here is 18. Mm. I think that the age of adulthood in Japan aged up somewhere in the mid 2000s. Okay. Uh, but they saw this cartoon and were like, uh, we should change it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the dad sees. Uh, sees them and gets mad and uh, shoots at Naota. which face was... turns every color of the rainbow. Yeah, that was really crazy. Uh, and he says that they should have a duel for uh, Haruko's af- affection. And then... Uh, Haruko... Haruko likes. Yeah, she loves it. She's like, I'm cool with that. And then he's like, okay, cool. This is my weapon and it's all for you. Uh, and he like strips down to his boxers and dives towards Haruko. And then the spring uh, boxing glove comes out of her again and hits him, which was pretty funny. Um and then we cut to they're in a field playing this game where they're shooting at each other. That's what we saw at the beginning of the episode. There's, It's neat that this episode is about a thing that is so childlike. Yes. Like playing guns is something you do when you're a kid. Yes. and But at the same time, shooting your gun is a sexual metaphor. Right. So yes. it really, I think it really works. Well, it's also playing at being an adult, right? Yeah. You're playing war. Yes. So. And yeah, so because of that, Nota's dad is shooting at 
at him, but he's also dressed as a Nazi, which is insane. Full on SS uniform with swastika. Yeah, I was just like, what? Like, why? What? Why? Why? Um, well, they, they were allies. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. So he's like sort of just like buying his friends thing. Um, I was truly just like I don't understand this show. Like this show already like I think is divisive to some people, and then this is in it. And but I guess yeah, it's maybe it's different. Being that his father is such a piece of shit. Yeah, it tracks. Probably him choosing to dress as a Nazi tracks, but also. Fascism as an ideology is also immature. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yes. like maybe it's a a real hard to swallow. A hard comment. Yeah. yeah. On on what like both that Nazis are children. Uh, yeah. And this is a dude playing an adult who is despicable, choosing the most despicable childlike yeah. ideology there is. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I uh, I was just so like, whoa, this is. <laughs> I, I like rewound it to make sure I didn't like, <laughs> like, you know, dream that I guess. Um, but then we cut to uh, Mamimi is watching all this happen from the bridge, and she sees um, uh, Kitsurubami watching, and it turns out, yeah, the the bureau is all still watching what's going on. I I feel a lot of feelings from Mamimi in in these two episodes. Yeah, definitely. She's going. She's getting put through it for I, sure. I feel I feel a lot both for her realization of how she'd been transferring her feelings sort of unfairly onto Naota mm-hmm. and her like ickiness towards him yeah. like but also like the loneliness that that brings right yeah yeah cuz she's often you don't ever see her with anybody else she's yeah. always by herself yeah. always unless she's with uh Naota um but otherwise she's completely alone every time you see her um so yeah the bureau is watching them uh but it, and so they're just watching this game happen. But it's just so funny that it's like they're playing this game, but it is somehow like very violent. Still, like it's like it's like it's very shocking to see. But I know that like from watching Haruhi, that um, toy gun culture is different in Japan. Uh, <laughs> so like they look realer, like they look more realistic, photo realistic, yeah, than they would uh, here in the states. Um, Being that you can pull out uh, like. A, a a handful of keys here and get shot by the cops. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. oh, it looked like a gun. It's a keys. It's keys. Yeah. Or in a, if you were to bring airsoft guns here, you would be shot. You'd be sniped. Oh, by yeah, like absolutely by like the Secret Service. Yeah, they're photorealistic. Uh, also, I don't know if this is related. Speaking about ads earlier. For like a day after I watched this episode, all of my TikTok serviced. Stuff was airsoft and paintball. Wow, should we all like do that? I would. I would fucking destroy you guys. <laughs> We'd like get killed for real. Um, I forgot to mention <laughs> the first thing I do when I get a paintball gun is just turn it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Heather? Oh, the side of her head's green now. She <laughs> blasted herself with a paintball. Um, you guys, if you have you ever played paintball? No, yeah, I think not, I'm not, too not scared for twenty oh, years. So yeah, fucking played, like, great. In college. It, it is, is fun. So fun. Yeah, I'm worried about two things: getting hurt and then liking it too much. <laughs> like not liking getting hurt, but like liking the activity too much. Being like too like into doing the paintball. It's super fun. Yeah, I would never. It does not. It when you play it, you're not like, oh, I want to do this for real. Yeah, but you are like it. it it's the I could though craziest workout because. 
you never have that much adrenaline when yeah. you're working out. So your body's just pushing so far to yeah. like run and like hide and squat in ways that you would never. Maybe I'll make people do it for my birthday or something. Nice. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Send out an invitation. Get pizzas. I'm the only one who shows. Yeah. yeah. You bring the most gun. I'm there for pizza. You trip me and just start shooting at me on the ground. Uh, when um, uh, Amaro is um, watching and uh, like chiming in on what's going on, it kind of cuts over to like a South Park type uh, like animation. Yeah, right. And um, I just kind of thought that was funny. It is funny. I mean, it's very, it's strange. And I don't know what comment it's making or more just that it's like- well, because he we was saying something about it being like he was he was saying in in that sequence something about wanting it to seem like mature, and that's like why he has the eyebrows thing too, like the you know the um the he puts those eyebrows on so he can seem more intimidating and manly. So right? is yeah, is it is it that South Park's animation style is pretending to be adult, but is actually a very immature form of animation? Yes. Is it that? They are kids who swear constantly and and they're supposed to be adult-like and commenting on adult stuff. Yeah. Or is it just fucking jarring that a South Park reference still works yeah. 20 fucking years later? <laughs> well, I, I yeah. I mean, it also could just be they wanted to do that look. They yeah. were just like, oh, we would, that would be funny if it looked like South Park for a second. Yeah. It but was. I, yeah, I did like it. it was, but yeah, I, 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 man, it's so often I'm just like, I don't quite know what this is saying. I'm just kind of along, like yeah. along for the ride. I think that, uh, yeah, uh, uh, let's just keep going. Sorry. Yeah, uh, so I... Um, in this, in this next part, I, I wrote down that the robot Conti is on the dad's team, uh, which, you know, you simply just kind of hate to see, uh, yep. even though he is uh, sort of the dad's robot at this point. But I was like, oh, he's shooting at them. But then also Kitsur- Kitsurubami is um, shooting at them from afar with her really big gun. It's A real big sniper rifle. Yeah, a real sniper rifle shooting at them. Um, and then uh, Naota's friends uh, see him, like he's like kind of like freaking about, freaking out about what's going on but then he's all like i'm like used to this like what he's like trying to like play it cool he's like this is actually like not that big of a deal at all i'm sort of like used to like getting hurt in this way it's like totally it's not, it doesn't even hurt it's fine uh kind of vibes and then one of the kids says that uh he heard a rumor that no to save the city and that he's controlling the killer robot and they're all like really impressed with him and Naota loves it he's yeah like, oh yeah, I guess it's yeah, that's true. That whole thing is kind of true, huh? His his yeah. gun, his brain gun cocks. Yeah. When uh, I guess cocking a gun. Mm. Mm, I should have I, mean, I should have I don't know if that works in Japanese. I don't but, know if it does, but I I but it it does go full screen and I hmm. like is that li- is it a live action shot? CG, is it like, I think. It's CG, okay. But yeah, it's uh his he he likes it so much that his like ego yeah, cocks the gun of of his mind or something. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, Haruko tells it's also him- from a from a from a, sorry from a from a group that had just done Evangelion, mm-hmm. like the kid being like, oh, pretty fucking cool that yeah. I did all that yeah. shit. Yeah, is, uh, is kind of also meta commentary for sure. Because like Shinji would have been like, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> I tried to die during the fight. It really, hurt. yeah. I wish I had died. <laughs> <laughs> So they won't ask me to do it anymore. Um, but then Haruko shows up and is like, yeah, it is true. 
Uh, and then um, all the kids are like, smooch, smooch, smooch. And like one of the kids' lips get all big. And I thought that was kind of funny. Dude. Yeah. Smooch. Um, and then uh, Eerie is there. And she wonders if Mamimi and Naota are actually going out. And uh, the other kids speculate what's going on because they also think Haruko likes him too. So they're just all like, what is what is going on? Yeah. How, how is this 12-year-old landing all these ladies? Yeah. They're just like, what is what is happening? Which one of them is your wife? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Mamimi asks Naota uh, what kind of drinks he actually likes and says that he saw how he's been with Haruko. Uh, and, you know, it seems like she's kind of jealous. And yeah, some real jealousy. I mean, we, yeah. we kind of we kind of race pack, past a couple of things, which is just one is that there's a despite all, all the chaos here, the show just still looks amazing. Like there's a there's a wide profile shot of a truck driving where you're seeing its reflection in the stream. It's just like, man, that's just a gorgeous frame. I can't believe they yeah. went to the trouble to animate this uh, in, in, in the show that's otherwise grotesque. Yeah. And speaking of grotesque, like the show does a thing and, and it's particularly these last two episodes where there's this intermingling of stuff that's like, you know, uh, titillating, but also like, revolting like Kitsurumami uh Kitsurumami has the shot where like her tits are out yeah. but she's also puking up river water it's like yeah, it's that fucking was disgusting horrible yeah. what am i feeling here yeah yeah and the same sort of thing like earlier there's her Haruko is in a is in a nurse outfit she's like in a sexy nurse outfit but she's like picking her nose like really like vigorously yeah it's really like, getting this is in fucking there gross um uh at one point yeah Mamimi tells uh no to uh you're pretty amazing Takun and then uh, yeah, I, the next thing is that, yeah, Kurtsubabami is all, like, disheveled and throwing up the, the river water. Yeah. And then uh, Amaro is in, like, a salon or something, or, like, he's getting, like, a facial, right? He's getting, like, his hair dyed. He's getting his hair dyed, uh, he's yeah. His hair dyed yeah. And uh, then the, uh, the, the, ha- the hair person starts choking him out. It's Haruko. And then there's a big fight in the salon, big shootout. Yeah, the and you know, speaking of the animation, all the gun like uh sequences are really like interesting looking and um like action packed and like really well animated. Yeah, they reference John Woo, you know, yeah. I've only seen the big boy or like the the well-known not big boy, the well-known uh, jo- uh John Woo's and so I'm sure there's a lot of like like references throughout here with the with a lot yeah. of these shots that um I'm just not catching, but it is really cool gunplay. Yeah, really really cool. Um and then, uh, but Haruko ultimately comes out on top here and just like wrecks house on everybody. Um, and then uh, Mamimi is holding a gun to Naota and saying all this stuff, uh, all the stuff that he likes to do now, and like that he's changed. Like he's like she's like you've changed. Something has happened to you. Um, and uh, at one point, um, Amaro is like sort of like having like a tantrum. And he's like, I'm not a child anymore. I'm an adult. I can buy my own insurance and everything. <laughs> but that was really funny. Um, it's and then, like a Master Shake line. <laughs> he's so Master yeah. Shake. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, the, the Bureau agents are shooting at Haruko. Uh, and she's like shape-shifting kind of like in between them. And I don't know if she's like doing that or if it's just like a stylistic like thing. Uh, but she's like going in between the bullets and then shooting at them with her guitar. Uh and then Mamimi is like wondering uh, how much Nota actually likes Haruko. And Nota like is like, no, 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 no. And like goes in and kisses her, plants a big one on her. 
or is about to. He's trying. Yeah. Uh, which is like a shocking thing for him to do because he would never even attempt to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, a few episodes ago. And she flat out rejects him. Yes. Yes. Uh, but then... And that rejection fuels... Yeah, a big robot, big, big robot coming out of the building. Uh, and Abaro's freaking out because his eyebrows fall off. <laughs> He's like, where are my eyebrows? We gotta find my eyebrows. He's like crawling around like uh, like Velma looking for her glasses. Um, and now they're all sort of like trapped on top of the robot. And... Uh, at one point, uh, Mamimi calls Naota uh, his brother's name, and she, and she and he like flips out, and he's like, "Never call me uh, Takun ever again. There's, Never." There's like a proto incel thing happening yes. in this episode. Like mm. before, that is a pop culture phrase. The constant rejection of Naota, uh, and like his. His him presuming the affections of the women around him and that making him more and more violent, even specifically with guns, yes, feels really um, prescient in some way. It feels like, oh shit, this is kind of like the theme of the next twenty years of our lives in America. Yeah, because he's especially like, hey, 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 like he's not saving you. I save you. Yeah, I, I am fu- the one that saves people here. I'm I'm the perfect gentleman. It's yeah. me. Yeah. Are you talking about Amaro? Uh, no, Naota. no, Naota. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, that's interesting because he also is is also being. He can make an argument that he's Volcel because he's being targeted by for a fact like women are putting affections onto him and he's not acting on them Vol- for a lot of it. Vol- voluntary celibate. Yeah, Volcel. Hmm. The, in, the inverse of Incel. I, this is like the the Batman Joker thing, right? Batman is Volcel and Joker is Incel. What? Batman can fuck because he's a bil- he's a billionaire, but he chooses not to because he's too so dedicated to being the Cape Crusader. And Joker is so frustrated he can't fuck, so he turns to being a, a you know megalomaniac uh, crime lord. I would Wait. love to read the issue where he's like, ugh, ugh, I want to fuck so bad. Wait, no one Joker let me. can't fuck. Well, I mean, Harley Quinn is like a later part piece of the canon, but like, yeah, for like a like the the yeah, I mean, like like a lot of the Joker interpretations, those aren't sexual creatures. No, like the Heath like Ledger all... Joker is not like having sex, yeah. but it, not yeah, because we'll he's not because he can't because he, he doesn't seem interested in anything but like burning money and blowing up buildings. I mean, maybe because he can't have sex. I don't think that's what that implies. <laughs> if he just had it one time, he wouldn't be burning money. He'd be trying to spend it on. His I feel like Harvey girlfriend. Dent is a is an incel. Uh yeah, he might be. That's another. That's another read. He could be an incel. Well, he's a politician, so you know. He's probably up to no good. I think he's have. I think he's just having regular sex. Regular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baby, why do you keep looking off to the left? No. no don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't know for some yeah. reason. He's always in profile. That's funny. Uh, Come on, let me see your other ball. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just his face; it's his no, whole it's body. All of it. It's the whole thing. That's. <laughs> yeah, the phrase other ball <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this one let me see the other one uh, so yeah he has that sort of big blow up uh, Haruko jumps on top of the uh, oh, he, oh yeah well Nota and Conti merge again uh, and uh, Haruko jumps 
uh, on top of uh, that robot, and they're all just they're all just shooting at the big robot. They're all just kind of sort of uh, trying to get this thing down. They do eventually knock it over, um, and, but Haruko is unable to stop the giant robot, and it's rampaging toward the uh, the uh, what is it called the the medical uh, the medical mechanica plant, and uh, but then the robot manifests this like big like power, like it's like he has sort of like a big uh, a big uh, uh, guitar comes out of him, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" It's a, a 1961 Gibson bass guitar, and they're all like going nuts over it. Uh, and then with with this guitar, Conti defeats the big uh, the big robot, uh, and it turns out to be an, a hand, and the hand was reaching for the iron. Uh, and they were like, "What?" Like we don't really know what's like going to be happening with that but i i noticed i didn't notice right away it was a hand until after it had been stopped um big hand with like other hands coming out of each of the fingers yes. is such like a psychedelic image i feel like i've seen that sort of loop of like you know hand turning into a bunch of other hands over and over again yeah. what were you context. on when you saw it fucking uh big tall have any of us done acid no i've never done no, psychedelics no, 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 no i can't no i've i've uh uh, had other um, things, but I've not done acid. I haven't either. Yeah, but okay. Steve Jobs says it's uh, it's really good. For well, you. look what happened to him. So Michael Pollan says too. Michael Pollan's a big psychedelics guy. Hmm. I Who's... just read a Michael Pollan book about caffeine, which is interesting. I, what are you okay? You seemed sad when you said that. <laughs> no, I'm just tired. Maybe you should uh, keep reading that book. Get a little, uh, a little perked up. Get a little perked up. No, uh, it's a, he. Michael Pollan's a big psychedelics advocate, and I think he talks about like like not use going off of caffeine for a bit, and then after not having any caffeine for three months, he had he like had a co- like a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. um, and was just like it was like a religious experience. Like it was like so like like the impact of having caffeine when your yeah. body is completely detoxified from it. Interesting. It is a really potent psychoactive drug that we use every day. There's a book. About the introduction to caf- of caffeine to the uh, to Europe, um, like coffee specific or cocoa bean or whatever it is, yeah. that is uh, the I think the thesis of the book is that that is why the Renaissance happened. Yes, he kind of goes into that as well. Like so, there, there's a lot of thought that because. Because you couldn't, water wasn't potable. You couldn't drink water. So all everyone was drinking was like fucking beer and wine. Fuck, People were just yes. drinking alcohol all day long. Awesome. And so when they replaced your mid workday beverage, uh, your glass of wine with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, all of a sudden people got more more focused and productive. And there's some thought that, that led to the, you know, uh, yeah, the industrial revolution. Imagine thousands of years of human beings being drunk. I know, isn't that wild? <laughs> so well, capitalism so has ruined everything. Too. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, the 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 hand becomes just like sort of like petrified by uh, the uh, by the big iron, um, and then uh, I think Amaro says this. Uh, it's really the one. It's the pirate king, and then like the episode is over. Atomisk. Yeah, and I wrote down, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this one is the most, I, I think I, I watched this episode uh, right after we recorded last week's episodes, yeah. and I just put on episode, one home, put on episode five, just see what happened, and I was like, I think it texted everyone, like, that episode is nonsense. Here's yes. what's so happening, guys. Here's what's, what's happening. Yeah. Haruko wants the Pirate King's powers. Yes. The Pirate King needs to come through a very intense, uh, strong portal. She finds that portal in Naota. 
And she keeps trying to coax those powers through him, through Conti, uh, and is uh, and is elated when this guitar manifests because it is a symbol of at- Atomisk. 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 Yes. Um, Atomisk. But and we do get a lot of this context in episode six. I One of my notes is they're actually explaining stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, the broad strokes, like, I get, but it's all, it's also just, like, everything that's happening is so chaotic that yeah. it's just, like, disorienting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was really happy to watch these episodes in America mm-hmm. because I was watching them on Blu-ray. And oh, nice. Boy, oh, boy, is this a beautiful show when you get to watch it that way. Mm-hmm. And then good. also, it's nice not to have hard-coded subtitles on my fucking screen. Mm, sure. Grumble, grumble. Heather's pissed. This is the most pissed I've ever heard Heather. Grumble. Oh, man. that's uh, Heather, calm down. Grumble, grumble. Get her a leg of meat, and she'll move out of the way, and we can progress in the dungeon. Is that a um, Legend of Zelda reference? Hmm. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for making the sound in my head. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about um, uh, Brittle Bullet before we move on to no, let's FLCL move. Climax? Let's move. Great, okay. let's keep going. This is FL Climax. Fully Climax. Uh, and uh, so we open in the classroom. They're having chopstick class, uh, which is really funny. And the teacher can't. The teacher can't do it. I never thought about like. I guess. Do you get taught chopsticks in class? I wasn't taught how to use a fork in class. I guess no. Yeah, I don't know. I guess is like. I mean, this is going to sound like a stupid question. Are chopsticks the predominant utensil in the East? Like I mean, they, I know that they're from there, and we get them with the food here and stuff. Well, this but this, like this episode implies that yeah. you're raised with a spork. Okay, yeah, and then transition to chopsticks as like a form of like mm-hmm. that same uh, threshold to adulthood. But I, I, I'm only ex- uh, the, my only source of info on this is the anime FLCL. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, have I no know, idea. Yeah. It's its own world. I think the the yeah, I, I I don't know. It might be something you get taught in school. Um, they should teach it here because I feel like the years where I didn't know how to do it, I felt like a real, a real ass. The Not one, enough practical skills are taught in schools. The no. one piece of uh, advice I received about chopsticks that uh, really changed chopsticks for me is that you hold them higher on the stick. Yes. When I was young, I would hold them low on the stick. Mm-hmm. Hard to use. Getting rice all over your hand. What? Not not like, not like. That low. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not choking down on the fork right Poking at the end of the, the points. <laughs> uh, I love using chopsticks. My favorite way to eat Cheetos. Really? Yeah. No powder on the hands. Oh yeah, yeah. But then you don't get to suck on your own fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the sound design of the chopsticks all clicking together. Yeah. In unison. Me too. And I just love, really satisfying. Like the teacher is like in like such pain from like not being able to do it. Like she's just like ah, like it. Like she's like she can't do it at all. It's so funny. Um, uh, and then Naota gets up to leave class, and the other kids are think he's leaving to go get some, which is really crazy. Uh, and uh, Naota sort of remarks in, in a monologue that the town is now covered in mist since the previous episode. Uh, and it's like outside of town, like nothing exists anymore because all you can see is this mist that's come from the iron. Uh, and uh, we learn that Haruko and uh, and Conti have vanished since uh, since uh, the last incident, and uh, they are now wanted criminals. And um, yeah, then next we uh, we 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 see Kitsurubami and uh, Amaro, and uh, they're speculating 
what the hand is going to do. And they're like, is it going to grab the iron? Do you think it wants to iron out the wrinkles of the brain? Which was a horrific sentence. They're also breaking. They're also breaking that it's, it's nasty. They're also breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, they're like, is it too obvious that it's a giant hand and it looks like? Oh, it's like oh, it, well, it's, well, it's always looked like an iron. Well, it is an iron. Like, but if a hand grabbing an iron, it's too obvious. You they, know, they break the fourth wall a couple times because this is also isn't this the same episode where it's like what it or is that the one previous where it's like what does FLCL mean? And Noah does like. Oh yeah, I think that's later uh, in this one. I don't know. And and his dad's like, "You're the protagonist of the show. How can you not know what yeah, it is? You should know." They're increasingly doing it over these these fast these last two episodes, yeah. even though they've been doing it since episode one. I know that we're not there yet at the end of this, obviously, but um, it's shocking to me that we didn't get another behind the scenes sort of cutaway. Yeah, you don't need it. I guess I guess we don't need it. There's where would it have been? There's so much happening. Where would it have been? Um, I mean, we get a behind the scenes when they're talking about how hard it is to make the manga sequences, which yeah. I knew from like a behind the scenes featurette like yes. 20 years ago. Yeah, but then they're also just like saying it in the show. Yeah. Um, Mimi is looking for uh, the little kitten, uh, Takun, and somebody drives by on a scooter and, and splashes her. And uh, then the kid, yeah, the kids in school are still talking about sporks. They're all walking uh, with Naota, and he's cracking a soda. Uh, and it's raining, and uh, they see Mamimi over there, and the kids say, "Aren't you? Are you gonna just leave her over there?" And he just keeps going. He just leaves her. Uh, He's depressed because yes. he confessed his feelings to her the episode previous. Yes, and he doesn't know. Like, is Haruko like gonna be the person that he can bond with? Is it Mamimi? But he just feels rejected on all sides, and he's trying to transition into adulthood by like drinking black coffee. And here's the thing. If you're a kid, just wait. I w- just wait to be an adult. You're an yeah. adult for so long, and a lot of it sucks. Yeah. I wish that there was another couple of thing like stages. Mm-hmm. I know that there's like childhood, adolescence, adulthood, yes. and then old age. Yes, but I wish that there were like a few other thresholds to cross in between those two. I think, and you're I- onto something. And I think you could put it in between like 18 and 30, honestly. Because, like, those years of your 20s when you're, like, figuring out how to be an adult don't count. Like, they just, like, don't – you're not – like, there's still shit I don't know how to do. But like, there should also be one that's, like, somewhere in between 40 and 60. Yeah. Because, they, like, you shouldn't be 40 years old is Adult adulthood plus. and 60 is, like – old yeah or 65 or whatever is like retirement age yeah i feel like there should be like the uh the age of acquiescence where mm. it's just like the time where the light leaves your eyes yeah as an adult should be also another threshold that you cross yeah. maybe we've talked about this too but I, I don't know you guys probably feel the same way but like i now know like the people in my life uh obviously have aged with me and they're like older now and i don't think of them as old because like I want them to be around like a, a lot longer. So like now I like I like you know there are people in my life that are in their eighties and I'm like well you're not you don't even seem old like you just kind of seem right. like uh like because they're still pretty with it and stuff. But like now that you know and I know people that have lived to like be a hundred. I'm like that was an old person. They hated being alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my great grandma was like. Uh, actively planning her funeral for like four years, like she was oh, like, "This is fuck. awful." Like she's like, eh, "I've been around around too long." She's like, "It's too much," but then she was like healthy and fine, so she's kind of just dealt with it. Um, uh, but I won't bore you with uh, 
her that ultimate demise. Uh, uh, she did eventually pass at 103. Wow. Uh, That's the, th- yeah. that was your grandmother? My great grandma. Your great grandma. That's yeah. the one that was uh, split by four horses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, enough is enough. <laughs> Tie me up. Let him rip. <laughs> uh, what do they call that? Quartering? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they quartered her. Um, it was her last wish to be quartered. Wow. Um, pretty intense, yeah. And then they uh, shot the rest of her into the sun. Huh. Really crazy, yeah. Um, but it was really fun. <laughs> um, so then we're well, I'm like laughing and trying to find where my notes are. Um, I heard about that being done with boats. It just sounded like like because I, I was really so much slower. Yeah, it, se- it seems a lot more drawn out. But also, if you think about it, boats are like sneakily going pretty fast, they just don't look like it yeah. on the water. I would do it with speed boats. Yeah. I would not do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd prefer not to have it done to me, yeah, but, you know. Are you dead when it happens, or are you alive? You're alive. You're alive. Mm, okay, I changed my answer. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, I don't want it at all. Um, okay. No, it's, it's like, it's like th- that specifically, and I, I know in boats, it was like to discipline like a disobedient, someone who was disobedient on the boat, and it was just like the rest of the crew is going to watch, because that's going to happen to you if you don't fucking- The, the it, worst yeah. thing about being, like having this phase where I'm super into medieval culture for for a bit- is that on one hand, you find out that a lot of these torture methods that are in like medieval torture museums are just bullshit that they came up with during the Enlightenment to scare people about how the Dark Ages was. Right. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. there's some crazy fucking shit that was done to people when when we were all crazy. Yeah. When we were drunk for, for thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, right. And I got to say, if you misbehave on a boat, in my mind, that's like one of the last places yeah. you should misbehave. You should be like on your best behavior on a boat. Yeah, you got no choice. You have you're watch, you're you're captive. Watch some Vinland Saga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it is that is funny though to think about like if like the Iron Maiden is like was like the medieval like rusty trombone like no one actually did it. It was just like a thing <laughs> that everyone talked about. Um. Anyway. Uh. So now it's like walking home and uh, Amaro. Uh, it like sees him and he's like in one of these like construction tubes. Or I don't know what you want to call those necessarily. Um, but he's talking to him and he's like, every time, every time something comes out of your head, it causes problems for everyone. Uh, and then he gives him some uh, some seaweed to slap on his eyebrows and says that cats should stick with other cats. Yeah, is this the sequence where the, he also is like uh, Haruko's real name is Raharu, and and she's t- says she wants the pirate king Adamesque because she's in love with him. Yes, exactly. That so comes out at some point. I wrote down uh, Amaro explains what the fuck is going on. <laughs> he, he he asks if Naoto knows why uh, Haruko, uh, a- aka uh, Raharu, is that how you say it? Uh, Raharu. Uh, uh, her target is Adam Adamsk 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 Adamsk. And, uh, it's written as Adamsk, but yes. I think they say it as Adamsk. Yeah, I think they voice the U after the M. The the target is Adamsk, and he's an an astro being uh, with so much N-O power, uh, which um, I can't remember what N-O power is, but it's uh, it's a, a lot a lot of power, and uh, which I, I think mean, is do they ever explain it, or is that one of those things where they just say it and it's just sort of some they sort of just jargon. say it, but I think like that they do, yeah. It is interesting that it's N-O power when Naota is. Not really good at standing up for himself and telling pe- people no, uh, which is kind of interesting. The um, the the I, there's also like a big implication here that Haruko did all this shit to him when he was a kid. Yes, and couldn't get what she wanted out of him, which is also visually 
like we see that visually implied also in the in the episode. Yeah, so uh, much of this I may I imagine we we belabor this, but it's just such a chore to localize because like what you were just saying about the NL, like yeah, I don't know, like is that a thing that's in the 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 Japanese text? Like, is it, it you know, is it or do they just use no because they're, the the English word for no is well known enough? Or yeah, you know, in the previous episode, there's a thing, there's a whole thing about they they have this back and forth about someone saying blue and fish, and then using the incorrect kanji and using the Chinese pronunciation for blue or whatever. Yeah, it's just like man, I just they're they're doing their best to explain it, but it's got to be so tricky. It's got to be. I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many. It's got to be like like trying to translate like the naked gun into Japanese. It's like you know, it's like there's so much wordplay and so many culturally specific references. Yeah. It's like I don't know how you translate. Who that. is OJ? <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's just one of our most famous murderers. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, according to the uh, FLCL uh, fandom wiki, um, the primary power of NO appears to be the ability to summon objects of various shapes and sizes from across great distances through portals created within the heads of people within open channels to access NO. So NO is part of the definition of what it is. Got it. Um, so not not really helpful in that way. It's circular. Um, uh and so, yeah, he explains that uh, he has so much NO that he can steal whole star systems. And normally, Adamisk and Haruko would be enemies, but she actually came here to rescue him because she's in love with him. Uh, and then, oh, I missed a part earlier where a little robot comes out of the water while Mamimi is looking for uh, the kitten. And the little robot um, uh, is like a little dog, which I referenced in the um, in the opening there. And uh, the the little robot takes Mamimi's phone and like eats it and gets bigger, right? So then uh he starts to get a little big. Yeah. And Mamimi's like, okay, whatever. Uh starts uh, calling him Takoon. Yes, yeah. Uh, immediately she, uh, immediately gets over the cat. Yeah. Cat's gone. Um then uh steam starts coming out of the iron and uh and then you see No to sitting on his bed, wearing the eyebrows and holding his guitar. Uh and then at dinner, Haruko has returned. And now we're back in the manga sequence again, which I was really happy to see because I did love that in the first episode. Yeah. I thought that was just a really fun sequence. And this one was really fun. We find out, um, well, I don't know if this is true. It sounds like a lie that I'm thinking about it. Haruko said she went to Hawaii during her time off, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's nice that she got a vacation in there. But yeah, maybe she was there to uh, lay low. Maybe she didn't go there at all. Um, uh, the dad is still so mad about Haruko and uh, Naota. Um, and at one point he like shows his balls. <laughs> he's like, he's like blurs yeah. out his, like, they're all like blurred out, but like he, grandpa and the cat all show their balls. Yeah. They're all showing their balls. Um, sort of a uh, reverse Harvey Dent style. <laughs> um, uh, and, but yeah, this time they call out the manga sequence and they're like, yeah, it was too hard, but it, we'd seem lazy for not doing it. So we're doing it again. Uh, and then, yeah, the the conversation of uh, what does Fooly Cooly mean? Uh, and he, the dad goes, you should know you're the main character. Um, so then uh, Nota, after that sequence, Nota is taking a bath. Uh, he sort of like taps at his bandaid or like lifts it up a little bit. And then a red glow appears. There's this, been, this red glow in the episodes that sort of indicates when like something is going to happen. Um, and then Nota asks Haruko who she really is and where she comes from. And why did she come back? And Haruko says she came back to see him, and uh, his head is the only one that works. Meaning, 
it's the only one that like produces the uh uh the N the, the NO power that she needs to get to get um Adamisk back. Uh and then Na- uh Naota starts crying in Haruko's arms and says that she left without saying goodbye. It's kind of a, a, a just a testament to the 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 I guess like the I don't know what it is a testament to, but it's 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 just I, it's more just generally a kind of impressive that despite all the chaos and craziness and absurdity in this series, still this moment like works emotionally for me. Yeah, there are like three yeah. hard hitting emotional moments in yeah. this episode, mm-hmm. and that's one of them where you're just like, oh. God, he's a kid. Yeah. Yes. But he wants so much to not be a kid. And her look is so aloof and cold as she's trying to. I I read into her being like, she's trying to remind herself that she's using the kid. Right. Yes. Or that she actually is using the kid, and we are we are seeing into the window of that of her head. In that in that way, but that scene that scene's fucking it fucking works. Yeah, it pays off really and good. S- and so does the scene later when they're on the park bench. But yes, well, I'll, I'll let you get there. Uh, there's another little monologue here, Naota, uh, talking about the city, and he's like, "Every day we spend here is like a whole lifetime of dying slowly." Oh, great, line. <laughs> great uh, really great line. Um, Mamimi uh, brought some stuff for the dog, for the robot dog, uh, and her eyes were glowing red in this sequence. Um, uh, she brought like a bunch of cell phones for him. Yeah, to find out and uh, to feed to feed the the dog so it can get nice and strong, nice and big. Uh, Naota turns out hasn't been home in days, and he seems to have run off with Haruko uh, after that. And um, they're eating ramen on the side of the road, and Haruko doesn't like hers. Says like, uh, but then Naota says that eating or no, Haruko says that eating bad ramen can be fun too. Uh, it doesn't always have to be good. Just eating something bad can be, you know, bad stuff is just part of it. I guess it's her philosophy. Um, Nota asks Haruko if uh, fighting uh, medical mechanica is her job, and she says that they took something from her, and that all she needs to get her task done is Nota. Um, and what that, is medical mechanica? We don't really know, we and don't I think ever it's not know, ever really right? explained. It's a big. Just big iron building, just a big, a big corporate, like vaguely evil corporation. Yeah, I mean, hard to know who's good and who's bad at this point, because like, late, like I mean, we're gonna get pretty close to it. But uh, back when I was a, yeah. a, a super broke anime lover, uh, and the animate store was open on Melrose, the aforementioned store where I saw Keanu Reeves, and it was just us in the store. Mm. Did he say, "Whoa, whoa"? Uh, they had uh, one of the few anime that I recognized uh-huh. in the store was FLCL because everything else was only airing in Japan. Mm. And so I bought a Medical Mechanica pin, mm-hmm. uh, which is just the pin that you see, like, it's a bronze pin with an indecipherable logo on it. And it was the only thing under 20 bucks yeah. in the store. And I was like, oh, I can get this. And I still have that pin and I'm really grateful that I bought it. That's cool. That is cool. That's like my um my seal shirt from uh from Evangelion. Yeah. Like that's sort of the thing that like you're you're sort of like you feel like you're kind of aligning with the bad guy. I had at one point the Harco figurine and Vespa, right? 
uh, because there was like an action figure set that you could get back in the day. But the the plastic for that toy was the kind that it slowly warps Mm -hmm. over time. So like the kickstand for the for the uh, Vespa, like kind of warped and melted. And like the handlebars started to like sag and get sad. So I eventually (laughs) got rid of it. But um, watching this again, I was like, God, those are those are good days. Yeah, man, I miss I miss those years. Around what time it was was like what time, what year was it? Two thousand. It was the year two thousand. I think it was two thousand and two or okay. So was, the world had changed. Yeah, two thousand two or two thousand one is yeah. when the Animate Store opened okay. in in America. So this was like. The first sort of peak Keanu, like you're seeing him sort of at the height. Yeah, Matrix. Like the first Keanu. height, kind yeah. of. That's huge. Yeah. Um. He's only he's only ever had peaks. He's king. Yeah, he's, he's king. He's king. Um. And I, you know, my my wife has worked with him. Uh huh. And uh, she says that everything that we know about him in the media is 100% true. I love it. That's that great. he is the nicest, coolest fucking guy and that he was so excited to work on her movie and that he was so happy and enthusiastic and at one point just exclaimed, "We got to do it. It's it's written by a woman." <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. Keanu's a king. We love it. Um so then uh, Commander uh, uh, Amaro and uh, Lieutenant Kutsurabami are uh, trying to find the terminal core. There's this big piece of something that uh, they pull out of the river. It's like a big sort of nasty looking, uh, I don't even know what you would even call it, uh, but it's a piece. It's a piece of something. Uh, and uh, it turns out it's the the dog. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. the, it's the dog that they're looking for. Uh, and... Uh, Eri and Naota, or Eri sees Naota and Haruko sleeping on a bench, and uh, Mamimi is uh, walking the dog through the city, and it's huge now. It's so big, it eats a freaking car. Yep. Okay? Eats a big car in just a couple bites. Uh, The shot of him eating the pickup truck is so cool. It's really cool. It's really, just looks awesome. Well, the thing about it is, Regular sized dog couldn't even try yeah. to do that. It has to be big dog. It's got to be a big dog, and uh, it, and uh, it, it like the whole this whole final act where it's like the terminal core. The the dog grows to like kaiju size, and it's got brain matter flying out of it. It's like all this shit looks so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 the stuff because like I don't know, it's such a unique looking show, and like the things yeah, it that looks they like depict else. Uh, yeah. are like so shocking and interesting that it's like it is. It really does work in its favor when it, uh, um, they do sh- show something like that, kind of nasty. Uh, so the teacher is having sort of like a, a parent teacher conference at their house at Nota's house, uh, and is talking to the dad, and she's like so put off by him. <laughs> she's like not really interested in anything he's saying, uh, and he's like telling this like long story about. How um, when he was a, in school, uh, he he was supposed to watch the school hamster, uh, but like it died, <laughs> and he's like just telling the story, and she's just like, okay, like yeah, come on, like uh, I'm here to talk to you about uh, you know Nyota, um, and then and anyway, then um, Amaro and uh, Kitsurabami are driving, and he's like putting his hand on her knee and stuff. Everybody's nasty in this show. Everybody sick shit. It needs to just be just chill out, calm down, stop it. Yeah. Uh, 
But then they see uh, the big dog and uh, coming through, and the dog is so big, now Mamimi is dangling from the dog's mouth. Uh, and then uh, Conti sort of sees the dog and, and merges, um, merges with it. And then sort of like has like a T Rex head kind of like it's yeah, like clock like a T Rex Godzilla esque Godzilla yeah because it had all these little bumps had all these like bumps. nasty little bumps on it yeah um, and then so the climax is happening and Haruko and uh, Naota show up uh, and she uh, Haruko does point out that it's the climax and uh, yeah it's like uh, so so the 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 show is called FLCL FLC Limax FLCL yeah. Climax um, in English and it's it's Furikura in uh, in uh, Katakana and I was trying to figure out what the like because it's got to be I wonder if it's some sort of similar pun but I couldn't quite find a translation of Kura that like is matches in the same way as Climax so I, I don't quite know what it is because um, there's a bunch of different meanings for those those two syllables next to each other. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, yeah, Haruko and Nyota are riding on their, on, on the Vespa and uh, Amaro sh- sort of shoots them out of the air and then says to Nyota, why'd you take off your eyebrows? And then uh, tells uh, him to not let Haruko manipulate him, but then he just goes back to uh, Haruko. Uh, and then uh, she's like, it's it's time for me to get what I want, but I need your help. And, um, and feeds uh, Nota to uh, the dog, the big dog dinosaur thing now. And then this like weird, like glowing uh, symbol appears on the ground. I wrote these notes kind of like late at night as I was getting tired, and I'm seeing so many like typos. It's I it's, felt so much stuff wrong. But it's such like a fever dream of a sequence yeah. too. It's just like it's just you're just watching again. Like it's 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 like watching psychedelia it's like yeah. watching like heavy metal or something oh, it's like what the fuck is going on buddy i felt like i was tripping when i was watching <laughs> this thing uh <laughs> i was holding a, a peace sign <laughs> that was cool as hell it was really cool um and then amaro is like you're doing what me- medical mechanica wants flattening planets and smoothing out wrinkles so you can't think and then haruko says she doesn't care what happens to this planet and then continues anyway and then the hand starts reaching for the iron, and it flattens. It seems to flatten uh, Amaro. And then uh, Conti uh, stops the hand, and Nota appears from Conti's head, and he's all glowing red. And he's all uh, he has like the powers of uh, uh, Adamisk, uh, the Pirate King, and he's all glowing red. And uh, he has uh, he's like dual wheel- dual wielding guitars, which was really cool, sort of like Sora in Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought like I was like this rocks, this is really cool. Uh, and then it becomes like a sort of double necked uh, guitar at one point. Um, Hell yeah! And I was like, I've never seen the purpose of a double neck guitar. I mean, no, it has some reason, but take for existing. But it's like that just looks so cool. It looks, it looks so <laughs> cool. It's so fucking dumb. It's so unnecessary, yeah. but it rocks. Yeah. It is. It is. I just saw um, somebody do uh, one of those recently, and I was like, I don't even, I don't even know if they're functionally different. They might be the same guitar twice. Yeah, for I, all I know, I think they're like tuned to do two different keys or something yeah. like that. So it's like, but it's really just for the look of it's, it. It's, 
awesome. It, it is me, so sick. There's the Simpsons where the school, like the the Springfield Elementary, gets a, a like a windfall because they strike oil. Yeah, and then they're just at, go asking everyone what they wanted to spend the money on. Otto's like the bus driver's like, you know, those guitars are like double guitars. <laughs> 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 Otto kind of underrated. Uh, kind Otto's of like funny. such a funny character. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so then I wrote down, and I don't remember why I wrote this down. Haruko has been the villain the whole time. Well, it's because she's like trying to do this crazy thing. She's she's so yeah. angry that he's taken the power. Yes, yes, and she's like, no, 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 that's my power. How dare you? How yes. dare you? After manipulating this kid for six episodes, she's furious yeah. that he is whatever you actualizing or whatever and and like he's enough of a adult that he can yeah hold this power for himself and so then uh naota starts zooming toward uh haruko to like hit her with the guitar uh but then he turns back to normal and tells her he loves her and then works it fucking works it's really good it fucking works um, she looks shocked yes and she's shocked for more than one reason she's shocked that that he has this feeling but she's also shocked that he would give up the power for her yeah like it really works i was like was that adamisk like doing that kind yeah, of I think it's no you think it's so. naota um and also i think you're like, like my expectations watching this anyway for the first time is like oh mamimi is going to be like they're going to end, end up with some sort of understanding between the two of them and he's going to learn that Har- like Haruko is like this bad influence this succubus and it's like it's not that at all it goes in no. a direction yeah um and then uh these sort of like two like big like wing things like come out of uh, Naoto's head and now Adamus is free and Adamus consumes the terminal core and just blasts off into space, just like fucking leaves, just nopes on out. And um, then uh, Haruko asks Naoto if uh, he wants to come with her to find Adamisk, and he decides, but then she ultimately just like decides to leave him uh, there because she's like, he's just a kid. I can't take this kid. Which is the yeah. first time that she's ever done anything that's actually thoughtful for him. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's a kid. I I don't know what I was thinking this whole he's time. He's just a kid. Yeah, he's Never. just a kid. Yeah, everyone else on the train is saying the same thing. <laughs> he's just a kid. <laughs> it's like the what is that a reference to? Spider Man Two. <laughs> they 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 called Tobey Maguire a kid. Yeah, he's, he's just a kid. Yeah, because I think he's like in, Weird. he's in, well he's in college. Like he's like starting college in Spider Man Two or something. He looks so old. Well, now, yeah. No, in the in Spider Man Two. Well, yeah, but like you look at it now, you're sort of like it's like that thing where like I don't know, thirty year olds. Everybody in Greece was like thirty five. Is that true? Kind of like they're all they weren't none of them were in high school. They're all like older kids. If you see someone who's like twenty years old, to me, I'm like, oh, that's a kid. You know, he's just a fucking kid. You know. Know, it's like happening to me. I now I see all these kids, these young kids doing improv, and I want to just tap tap them on the shoulder and say, "Hey, stop! It's pointless. Don't don't yeah, do it. Don't do what are you doing? Don't do it. Yeah, I know it looks fun. It's it's not. It's you don't have to do that. Yeah, last time I did that, they did that kid just handed me three hundred dollars. I was like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thanks for the workshop. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's it's point. It, it, there's a point to doing it. But it's pointless to do it forever. One hundred percent. Yes, you shouldn't have to do it forever. I, I, I'm still doing it forever, and uh, it's uh, there's no point. No, no, no. You do it, and then you feel good or bad, and that's then that's it. sort of that's kind of just that's it. it. And then walk away. Yeah, and then you, well, 
if you're Weiger, you walk away. Yeah. It's a pretty I do think about it and I'm like, it's a pretty sick move. I do like it. Because then you don't have to pretend to, you don't, uh, this is just getting too into the what I think about it, but then you don't uh, feel sad about missing out on something that you're never going to be asked to do anyway. So it's like, oh, it's pretty nice. Uh, so my dad when he told me when he retired from his job, he was just like, that chapter of my life is closed. It's like, hey, there you go. I thought you were going to say, that was like when <laughs> my dad left our family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so anyway, she's like, yeah, he's just a kid. I can't take him. Uh, and then Haruko takes uh, the the guitar that uh, Naota was using, the, the double-necked one, and leaves hers behind for uh, Naota. And then it picks up a year later. Everything's sort of back to normal. Did a bunch of grass grow on the iron? Is that what it looked like, or did it just look kind of green to me for some reason? It didn't look like grass, I guess. It just kind of looked... Looked a little green. Maybe I it wasn't think as misty. so. I think it's maybe like le- yeah, less misty and maybe just like filled a little bit more yeah. fertile. Perhaps it's gone the way of the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Mm. Well, there's also a, the, the before the time lapse, right? Is when we have the the shot of Mamimi taking a photo of Nauda. Oh and yes. That, that on on snapping it, we cut to black. Exactly. And then we have the time jump. Yeah. Yes. And so then there's a year later. She's year, left the school. And she's gone to pursue photography and doesn't know what else. And the notes is like, I don't know what happened to her after that. And then that's basically it. And then we're sort of zooming in on Haruko's bass guitar. And then a single note is plucked on the guitar. And then credits. And then that's it. That's the show. What is that note? Because I know there are other seasons of this. Well, I don't think when they made it, they thought there were going to be other seasons. Okay. I think that it's just that she's out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that the way that her... um, her bracelet would sort of jingle whenever uh, Adamisk's power was nearby. Mm-hmm. I think the the plucking of the bass guitar is to imply she's somewhere. Okay. And that if he ever wanted to go hunt, hunting for her, he probably could. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't watch any of the other seasons. Uh, There's the nothing interesting ever happens here kind of the bookend thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, buddy, all that stuff was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you still got the robot made. Things were pretty interesting. Yeah. Have I, I think I have. One of my favorite things about this show is how musical it is, not just in the cho- choice of the pillows for the soundtrack, but in the cadence of the show itself. Like the the clicking of the chopsticks yeah. mm-hmm. is is like a is like musical. It's it's got a real feeling all throughout, like the dialogue isn't just people talking to each other. It's staccato. It, it, it you know, like there's like there's a pace to everything that feels really good. Yeah, it has um, the feel of like a stylish feature film debut yeah. of a music video director. Yeah, it's just like you know, okay, there's kind of a a, a a real real heartbeat to everything. Yeah, it's a real. I I like this show a lot. Um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed watching it. It's it's disorienting and it's disturbing. It's uh. A lot of it is grotesque, but it is a cool show. I'm glad I saw it. Well, all right. Well, that wraps up our discussion of Foodie Cootie, the series that's kind of just six episodes, kind of a mini series, but dense, jam-packed in there. Last week, we talked about episodes three and four, and y'all had some thoughts, and you sent them in. It's time for Yuri Cootie. The Chain Reactions of Ahrui Suzumiya, Blue Talk. 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 Blue Tal
Blue talk. Um, this first one's from Lark. Hi, Lark. Hi, Lark. Goddamn, this show rips. Nina Mori is low-key the best character. Forget the robots and whatever. The first time I watched, when she revealed the glasses were fake, I was rocked. <laughs> it's a good reveal. Excellent reveal. It's a good, it is a good reveal because it's like, well, okay, what, why? What, to what, what end? To, yeah, exactly. Um, this one's from, this next one is from Jeff Kriz. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Some shows make you feel happy. Some shows make you feel sad. Fooly Cooly is a show that makes me feel stupid and confused, and I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm just like, I'm a dumb guy. I'm a fucking dipshit. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is happening. This is operating at some level I can't quite comprehend, but I'm enjoying it. It is, it is while we watched it, it was a show I had very little grasp on what was going on the whole time. Right. And that's like not my experience usually when watching a show. Yeah, I mean, like I've read like, you know, really highbrow books like- uh... Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. Like like James Joyce's Ulysses, I feel like is like a just a, a you know this really inscrutable uh, highfalutin work that's just like not particularly readable. I know some people like read it for pleasure, but like I just like found it just like crawling through it, trying mm-hmm. to comprehend what's going on. It's a very different sensation watching a show like this, where it is just sort of like kind of joyous, and even if you don't understand what what's happening, if you don't comprehend it on any level, you still just have like cool images that are flickering in front of you. Yeah. Like what would be on a bar TV on mute, you know? Yeah. Oh man, imagine you went to a bar and they were show- they were showing this show on the bar on mute. You'd, you'd be even more confused. Is that the new, is that, that we just hit on an idea of a place that just shows anime on mute, a, a bar that's set up like that? Yeah. I was at that place last Wednesday. Okay. Wow. Bigfoot Lodge was showing- um, I didn't know Bigfoot Lodge did that. I've been to Bigfoot Lodge. Cowboy Bebop on wow. mute. Wow. That's wow. Cool. With the subtitles. Well, there you go. Del Taco right by. Show Over is there? such a banging soundtrack, though. Yeah, but if uh, if you're going to show, I mean, yes. But also, if you're going to show sort of a um, middle of the road, not mid, but yeah. like middle of the road, everybody loves it. Right. Yeah. Anime, Cowboy Bebop, at a, a Bigfoot and Western themed uh, mm, bar. Very fitting, yes. Works. Yeah. And it's like, Kind of inoffensive, like visually, like there's nothing too yeah. crazy going on. Yeah, it's not like it's not like just you know auto jacking. Auto jacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, this next one is from Siege Kerchies. Hi Siege. Hi Siege, Siege Kerchies. Uh, one of my favorite things about this show is just how absolutely wacky the animation gets. Whenever Haruko crashes her Vespa into somebody, you know you're in for some of the most Looney Tune ass shit you've ever seen. It is insane. Yeah, I mean, fair. like it doesn't really abide by any sort of laws of physics. I've but seen that's fun. I on on this comment, I've seen a lot of people, maybe on Discord, on our Discord, or even on in the comments here on Patreon, comparing um, Haruko to Bugs Bunny and how that is um, solidified in the dub. Because like in the dub, you hear how insane she sounds. Actually, like everybody else, kind of sounds normal, but she's sort of doing like a crazy cartoon voice. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. That's interesting. What do you think about that, Heather? Well, I, 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 I mean, the, so the 
dub is being done by somebody doing a voice. Yes. Whereas I believe that the voice of Haruko in the in the subtitled version is just that lady's voice. Oh, interesting. 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 Well, sorry about that. <laughs> I wasn't making fun. Um, this one, this next one is from, uh, this one's from Jimmy Dunn. What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn. That sounds like a sandwich place. It does. Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn. Who made my sandwich? Jimmy Dunn. Your Is sandwich isn't your sandwich isn't done. It's Jimmy Dunn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, there, that's there, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Done by yeah, Jimmy Dunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. A, it's like a grilled sandwich. So <laughs> yeah. you know it's done when yeah. it's like you know, it has that like that official like sear on it. It's kinda. done when it's Jimmy Dunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Mister, is my sandwich done? <laughs> it's done when it's Jimmy Dunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Nick, you ate a sandwich yeah. before this. I wouldn't mind eating a sandwich right now. Yeah, too. a grilled sandwich, a panini. Oh, it's a panini. It's a panini place. Yeah, it's a panini place. My wife made me a sandwich before this. Isn't that nice of her? That is. Wow, cool. way to conform. She made me a <laughs> what? <laughs> she made me a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Ooh, One of my favorites. That was oh. a good sandwich. I don't know if I've ever had that specific combination. I only started eating them because of uh, the Road Warrior. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. There's like some moment in that movie where somebody's like. Oh, I made you a peanut butter and honey. Or how you know, however the fuck they talk. And, yeah, uh, and all I was crazy like, sounding. What the fuck yeah. is a peanut butter? Immediately went to my kitchen. Yeah, immediately made one and was like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah, it works. I wouldn't take too many uh, habits of uh, the Road Warriors to heart. <laughs> uh, this next one is from Michael Penny. Wait, do we answer that question? What was the question? Oh no, we just talked about Jimmy Dunn. <laughs> Uh, it's not really a question, it's more of a comment. Uh, Jimmy Dunn writes, uh, I know it's too late, but I'd like to retroactively nominate calling the Fooly Cooly feedback question segment Fury Queries. Fury Queries. Fury Queries? Fury Query? Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Jimmy, it is too late. Sorry about that. a little late. Also a little tough to say. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you're done. Jesus. You're done, Jimmy. After that man gave us so much joy. I know, we really so did have a lot of sandwiches. And then you immediately iced him. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I can uh, I can only apologize. Uh, this next one is from Michael Pemulus. What's Hello, up, Michael? Michael Pemulus. Hi, Th- Michael. This show doesn't do it for me for some reason. Meaning the podcast? <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> this show still doesn't do it for me, but for some reason, I'm getting interested in a rewatch of Breaking Bad. Mm. Could it be because we keep talking about it? Could be. <laughs> what? In the last couple episodes, we've talked about um, just we different have? different parts of Breaking Bad. Like it's come up, a, it's come up a little bit. I don't remember. Amazing that. how quickly one forgets something that's said on a podcast. When you're firing on all all cylinders yes. at all times, like we are, it's sort of hard to remember the hits when there are so many. <laughs> I have no memory of getting to nor leaving this place ever. <laughs> Uh, this this next one is from Grant Prusy. Hi, Grant. Hi, Grant Prusy. I'm realizing that everything I remembered about the show was from the first episode, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like I'm getting to watch it again for the first time. I assume I'm just as confused now as I was back then, but having just as good of a time. That's great. Love that. Yeah. Love that for you. And this final one is from Stuart J. Moore. Hi, Stuart J. Moore. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stuart J. Moore probably does a great uh, Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> probably asking people to show him the money, too. Mm. You know, J. Moore. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was with you until I found out what you were saying. <laughs> I was like, okay, Matt's going somewhere with this. Oh, boy. <laughs> Top of the Jay Moore part. Yeah, probably, uh, what, engaged to the owner of the Lakers? Yeah, <laughs> Genie Bus. Yeah. Uh, rightful heir to the Lakers, Jay Moore. Um, Stuart Jay Moore writes, I love how Nick's reference point for a shrinky dink dinosaurs is from The Simpsons, not real life. <laughs> <laughs> I did have those in real life, but I, I was trying to think of a reference that we might all be able to glom on to. The thing is, if it's from The Simpsons, it is from real life. That's true. Yeah. Simpsons did it. Yeah. Two thirds of this room will always get a Simpsons <laughs> reference. <laughs> and sometimes it might be a different two thirds. Mm. Could be Nick and I, could be... Me and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it for uh, the, the the chain reactions uh, portion of the show. Thanks for everybody for writing in. Let us know what you think about uh, the final two episodes of uh, Fooly Cooly. And during... Hmm. You all right, man? Yeah, no, I'm doing okay. You got it? Uh, I did say earlier to Nick that um, I was worried about the caffeine consumption uh, that I had today. And I do... I feel like I'm flying right now. Too much? I think, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so uh, jealous. Yeah. No, it doesn't feel good. Um, I'm going to take that again. Maybe I'll leave this in. Who knows? Leave it in. Show them behind look. the curtain. Look, everybody, just so you know, nobody's perfect. This, I know we make it sound so easy, but sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Abba, Abba Daka, we should also say that he's this, like, wired on caffeine at 11.45 at night. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I got stuff to do after this. <laughs> I got places to be. Um, tune in next week uh, where we'll talk about uh, episodes five and six in the Chain Reactions portion. And we're also starting our next new series. That's right. We will be returning to Night City and talking about all 10 episodes of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Good evening, Night City! We're watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners here in the autumn of Cyberpunk. We're going to be mainlining Cyberpunk 2077 on the main feed, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty as our We Play You Play, and Cyberpunk Edge Runners here on Get Animate. So if you don't like Cyberpunk, do fucking tough bad. shit. Join, Can't avoid it. Just give it a give it a shot. Tough <laughs> shit, Choom. I, I will say that the the game. Uh, I believe you know has uh, they they've done a lot to update it. We'll talk about that on on the, in the main feed, uh, and you know a lot of the skeptics have come around, but it, the game is still somewhat polarizing. The anime is universally beloved. Yeah. If you have not come, uh, you know you've not encountered it yet, you've not watched any of it, and you are considering to watch along, it's all on Netflix. And everyone who's seen this thing uh, is just like, whatever you think of the game, um, this is just really, really well done. So yeah. excited to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, according to Reddit's R Anime subreddit, it's one of the top five sci-fi anime of all time. All time. It's that good. Will we agree? We'll find out. Episodes one and two of Cyberpunk Edge Runners starting next week right here on Get Animated. And then, guys? Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I think we we got animated. We got animated.